0: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. What up, what up, what up, though? Ball Hawk Show. What up, what up, what up, though? Ball Hawk Show. Uh, yeah. Another one of those. This is for my Q. Down to earth. the peace, baby. You know how we roll. There's so many that don't don't know my un- Rest in peace, they baby. Still here it? They what they don't know don't is the board, the drama, uh, the guns, the armor, uh, the city, the farmer, the babies, the mama, fight. the projects, the drugs, the children, the dogs, uh, the tears, the hugs, the love, the slugs. The funerals, the wakes, the churches, the coffins, the heartbroken muffers, it happens too often, the problems, the things, we use to solve them, Yonkers, the Bronx, Brooklyn, Harlem, the hurt, the pain, the dirt, the rain, the jerk, the fame, the work, the game, the friends, the foes, the bins, the what? the studios, the shows, comes and it goes, the jealousy, the envy, the phony, the phony. Uh-huh. The one that gave them the slugs The one that put them in me Ooh. The snakes, the grass Too long to see uh. the lawnmower uh. Sitting
1: right next to the tree What up, what up, what up, what up, what up, what up, what up Oh, rest in peace DMX, man That's who we be from the Great Depression I had to bring that in, man They played that at the game That took me back right there Especially when you listen to the words If you listen to the words It's like fitting that we played that at the game right here Because they don't know who we be you just don't know what people go through, what they had to overcome, man. So it's the Ball Hawk Show, man. Appreciate you taking out your time to listen to the latest episode of the show. The show is sponsored by Abra Insurance. Go to Abra Insurance for all your insurance needs. That's home business auto life insurance. The great people at ABLE. ABRInsurance.net. Also, this podcast is available on Believe Network, man. Go check out Believe Network. That's B-L-E-A-V. Dot com. Check out all the podcast Platforms Shows Whatever they say Is the official Like the official way To describe somebody Platform Everybody got Like a different Descriptive of, of What they say Support them all But make sure you Support your boy Of course The Ball Hawk Show And this This is available On all other um Podcast platforms So You can go to Spotify And you can write a review Or you go to iTunes Apple iTunes And Apple Podcast, write a review, give a couple stars, you feel me? I appreciate that as always. Um, and go to YouTube, the Ballhawk Show Podcast 2.0. Um, had to update the channel. So, yeah, we're on YouTube as well, man. You'll see my live streams that I try to do every Monday afternoon with some homeboys and stuff like that, just talking all sports. Not just college, but boxing, NBA, NFL, or just life stuff Just having a good barbershop type conversation So y'all make sure y'all be on the lookout for those streams I stream live on Twitter On Facebook And on YouTube man I try to do those on Monday afternoon So be on the lookout for that Subscribe to the YouTube channel So let's get right into it man We're going to recap UVA's victory versus Duke That took place yesterday at Scott Stadium Here in Charlottesville In front of our attendance of just 36,400 people was by far the lowest attended game this year. Um, and yeah, man, gotta get more people in the seats because because you know this, this this upcoming game. If it's thirty six thousand who fans, that means the rest of it gonna go to those other other fans. You know them Virginia Tech fans, love them, I hate them, talk trash about them. They were sold out versus NC State at Lane Stadium. They got smacked. They ain't, they ain't get smacked, they lost. I'm just talking trash. <laughs> Petty Hawk could like Petty Hawk just started talking and my voice didn't even change. He just was like like hit me in the back. Said they got smacked. Got smacked. Shout out to Brendan Armstrong. Total four four touchdowns, two throwing, two rushing. BA. Coach 2J and uh Dr. Bob, Dr. Bob, they all got their first win at Lane Stadium. I know how I feel to win at Lane Stadium, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> my, my bad, let's stick to Duke. Let's stick to Duke. So uh, if you was at the game yesterday or you watched it on the CW, I actually like the CW's covers too, man. Salute to their production team. Salute to the people who run CW. Salute to the people who hire on CW because y'all need to come holler at your boy. Yeah. Hey, holler at my agent, man. Icon Sports Holler at my my agent Will man Let's talk Put me on the CW That's why I want to go To the CW Cause you know They used to have some dope shows On the CW Like my wife and kids and stuff Used to be on the CW I like what they doing Down there at the CW You know what I'm saying But only away games When it's home UVA games I gotta do what I do For my Wahoo family You know what I'm saying But the away games I got you I got you covered You know what I'm saying um hold on we get getting sidetracked what'd you say Petty Hawk you got something to say yeah I got something to say what you got to say well no nah, I'm gonna wait until you break down the game before I say what I got to say all right so for the folks who come in for analysis here we go let's get to the analysis part of the podcast for the folks who come here for the banter and the laughter Petty Hawk gonna jump in a lot this episode so be prepared okay especially because we're talking about referees all right um As far as the – I watched the – so I came home last night. I watched the TV copy. Then I watched the game, film, um, the edits and things like that. Really like what I saw out of the team. Really like how they fired off the football on offense, especially the offensive line, Um, getting a nice push, creating lanes for backs to see in the cutback. And I thought our backs did a good job of utilizing their vision, um, being decisive in the way that they ran the football – uh, breaking the first initial tackles because I know Coach uh, Elliott was challenging them to be more compact and breaking more tackles. You know, yards out the contact type vibes. So uh, it was very encouraging, very encouraging yesterday. This Duke team is very solid on defense. We understand it was on their third quarterback. Um, you know, a true freshman just like Calandria, and uh, you know, Loftus had three touchdown passes versus UNC. And then he came in, and uh, they how they called the game for him, they kept everything in front of him. They brought him along like you would want a true freshman, young quarterback to be brought along. You know, make it easy for him, throw to the sticks, bring the receivers in the vision of him over the ball. That's what you want to do, and they and they did that well. Uh, I thought we did a good job of sending forward, dropping a lot stunting every now and then, giving him different looks on the back end, whether we were playing off man, some type of combo zone, uh, and just trying to mix up his rhythm, you know, not trying to make it very easy for him, uh, because he showed versus Carolina. If you brought pressure, he was comfortable throwing in one-on-one coverage and even versus us yesterday. Anytime he got one-on-one coverage, he had good ball placement, especially back shoulder throws on the numbers. Um, I was impressed by the throws he made one-on-one outside the numbers. Uh, the touchdown passes he had, they were they were good-placed uh, football. So, um, good young quarterback, man. Future. We saw the future of the ACC as far as the quarterback position from uh, Loftus' standpoint and from um, Calandria's standpoint. Calandria is a bona fide star. You feel me? Um, that young man is maturing right before our eyes. Um, Coach Kitchen's doing a very good job of playing to his strengths. How we call the game is complimenting football, but it's not like you're holding his hand or handicapping him. So when you see that we ran the football 41 times as a team, you got to think Calandria plays a role in that. He had nine carries yesterday. I love that we gave Kobe Pace 21 carries. We gave Mike Holland seven carries. Mike actually averaged 7.1 yards per carry. Kobe was the bell cow because I know Mike has been banged up um, from the Georgia Tech game. So trying to bring him along slowly, but Kobe demonstrated that he can be the bell cow. Now, granted, he averaged 2.6 yards per rush, but it's a lot of the little things that he did, the subtle moves, the subtle um, cuts. That we needed earlier to get the change rolling, the quick toss that we had in the third quarter. Um, I like that new wrinkle that we put in. Uh, that that was a 15 yard gain that he had. So, uh, schematic wise, if you compare last year to this, so last year with Coach Kitchens, he was, he was catching a lot of vitriol, and we had a lot of um, you we had data that can could keep him afloat. You feel what I'm saying? It's like people will question this play calling. What are we doing? We need to do this. We need to do that. But you had data like, hey, man, um, we're having a hard time protecting the quarterback. Or, hey, man, we got to finish, meaning guys got to catch the football. So that could kind of negate the vitriol and just say, hey, it's a wash. This season, you've seen that he's gotten better and better with bringing along the talent that he has with a signal caller, Whether Tony Muskin and what he likes to do, uh, the timing patterns that Tony Muskie likes to throw, the um, the uh, deep dig routes or the speed, speed ends, the sail routes, the bang aches, those type of throws that Tony like. And then when you got Calandria, you got a lot of throws on the move, pushing the ball downfield, the seam routes, um, has improved a whole lot with his throws outside the numbers. The throw he had, the touchdown throw he had to Malachi Fields, he dropped it in the bucket. If you ever came to a football practice, a lot of quarterbacks have a competition where they put the football either in the front of the end zone, front pile on the back pile, line. they try to throw the ball. Yeah, that's I'm showing sure my age, but back in the day, I know when I was playing quarterbacks would play a game where they would try to throw the football in the trash can. They do have those drills, but they got the, the net and they got the three targets and you see the quarterbacks throwing it to the target. Or you used to see them quarterback challenge at the Pro Bowl, which had them big nets at the corner of the end zone, and the quarterbacks would throw it and try to drop it. So that's what we call dropping into a bucket. So that touchdown pass, he had the Malachi Fields in the third quarter. He dropped that one in the bucket. And Malachi did a good job of having late hands. He didn't have an indicator to to alert the defensive back that the ball was coming. Randy Moss was a master at that. Even though Randy Moss was known for Molson folks jumping over them, Randy Moss was one of the best late-hand receivers I've ever seen. He would just run and maintain his running motion, and he would show his hands late because in the red zone um, – and a lot of people always say defensive backs, why don't you look back? Why don't you look back? If you don't have control of that inside hip slash that upfield shoulder, you can't look back. And a drill that helps you not look back and still be able to play the football is the high five drill. A lot of times when guys are running deep routes, you see receivers, they flash their hands up because they want to catch it above their shoulders, you know, like high pointed. Anytime a receiver a defensive back sees the hands of the receiver go up, slap five. As Soon as their hand go up, your hand go up. It's called slap five because it's usually bang, bang. Because a lot of times good pass catchers put their hands up. They try to time it where they catch it in stride. They don't want to run down the field two or three steps with their hands out like they're going to catch the ball. Like that's a novice. If you ever start teaching a kid how to catch a football, they'll put their hands out like three or four steps early and be running with their hands in front of them. You know what I'm saying? Like they're trying to get somebody to cooties. But somebody who's familiar with catching the football – you try, you, you, you know, you bring it out in the last stride, like you're running and as you, you know, your foot's hitting the ground, you try to time it up to where you might be mid stride, but you try to hit it once that foot hits down and you shoot your hands out. So late hands is where you see the ball is shoulder width and you allow it to come down almost to, to your chest like to your, to your midsection. Like a late hand catch is very difficult to make. So that catch that Malachi made, along with the, the the ball location that Calandria had, like, here's the thing, man. Calandria has been electric every time he's gotten on the field. He's been electric, right? So we understand, like, when we see him, we want that that, that ooh-ah play. And he has a big arm. Throws a very good-looking ball, like, when he throw the ball, it's a spot. Like, it's pretty. It's I think you're pretty. It's a pretty football. But I like his decision-making now. Since that Georgia Tech game where he came in through a touchdown pass, overall that Georgia Tech game, he completed 56% of, percent of his passes. Then on a short week versus a very good Louisville defense, he completed 64%, 64 and a half, basically 65%. He was 20 or 31. This game – He completed 21 of 30. He sat three straight games of at least 20 completions. He had 21 completions versus Georgia Tech, 20 completions versus Louisville, 21 completions versus Duke. He threw the ball 31 and 30 attempts, um, respectively, these past two games, which is very good because versus good defenses, you want to be very balanced because that's going to allow for the pass windows To be that much better, it's going to negate the pass rush because defensive linemen can't just pin their ears back. Um, We're moving the pocket around. The type of runs that we're running right now compared to early in the season and last year just helps with the overall fluidity of the offense. And being successful on first down does a lot for this offense. I've been saying this for the past month. If we can get... Four to five yards on first down, it does so much for this offense, so much for the play calling. The play calling changes. It allows you to be aggressive on second down. If it's six, if it's second and five, second and four, you can be aggressive. Now the defense has to play to you. They have to be safe because I can take a shot because I still have third and manageable. When you're first, when, when you, you know, Rather, if you throw the ball, you run the ball on first down. If you get two yards or less, that second down, the object is, I got to at least get half of this now. I got to at least get half of this, and I got to be smart. Because I want, when you have a young quarterback, I want him to be third and manageable because I want to make sure he can attack all three levels and understand that if pressure is coming I could just drop it off here because it's only third and three, third and four. A lot of times you'll see if you have a young quarterback and it's third and ten, they can have an outlet. Just they they check down, they safety valve. Like a rush could come, a guy could be in a flat for two yards, but in their brain, they're thinking, I gotta get 10. And we see this in the NFL a lot. When you look at quarterbacks like the Joe Burrows and even the Deshaun Watsons, like even these guys is making millions of dollars. Just look at how they hold the ball on third down. Sometimes, because a lot of times fans always say, "What, right?" Like it's third and ten. Why would you throw it five yards down the field? You got to get ten yards. That's what the that's how the defense thinking. Defense is saying, "Hey, whatever the sticks is, we're gonna play the sticks. Make them throw in front of the sticks." A lot of times, your good the good offenses they will they will accept that they will check down and say, "Hey, athlete, catch the ball, make them tackle." Can you tackle? And also, if they feel like your quarterback is going to hold the football, I'm going to bring pressure, play soft coverage, and I'm going to anticipate that your quarterback is going to be so naive that he's not going to get the ball out and not take a hit because it's third and long. And now I'm, getting, I'm gaining either a sack a pressure. I'm gaining some type of frustration-type play versus your offense because – in your mind, you got to get it all on the throw versus check down, let guys make plays with their legs. And we've seen that over the over the uh, course of the season. The Miami game, what was it, like third and 10, third and 12? We ran the cell concept. We ran um, a corner route, and we ran the hitch route with Malachi. And Tony Musket threw through to Malachi four yards down the field. Malachi turns up the field, gets the eight or nine yards on his own. First down. So, you know, here's you you only catch flack when it doesn't work. A lot of folks not going to try to understand your mindset because at the end of the day, the result is it didn't work. But this is why I love doing the job that I do, because I try to provide the full context and the thought process sometimes with this game, that this game is very simple, but we make it very hard because we can overthink it. Just because it's third and 10 don't mean I got to throw the ball 10, at least 10 yards. I could throw the ball three yards, but I might have a dynamic. Like, think about this, a screen play on third down. A lot of people frown at that. Or think about this, a draw play on third down. A lot of people frown at that. Why? Because he's like, Like, if it doesn't work, it's stupid. But if it work, you're a genius. We're result-based. This is a result-based job. It really is. It's a result-based job. Now, let me talk about something I know Petty Hawk want to talk about. I don't think I ever witnessed a drive in which it was consistent penalties against the same team. Even, like, the, the, the take the cake, the home team. Like, yo, I've never seen so many day penalties Against the team, like I take that bad. We talking about Virginia. We talking about Virginia, Virginia sports. I mean, thing that, that this, 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 I'm stuttering. This is just how I go. This is just how. I, what, let me see where it started at the penalty barrage. I know it was in the second quarter when we got the punt return and we were backed up. Yeah, so it was a legal block in the back. So then on the first play, Kobe Pace ran for seven yards. Penalty, holding on Bowley. No play. First and 19, Calandria Rush left for three yards. We tried a quarterback draw. didn't work. The second down, Kobe ran for 19 yards. Penalty, personal foul. Ethan Davies, illegal blindside, which was total crap. Like, they make it very difficult to play football, man. Because if a guy is pursuing the ball carrier, and you're pursuing and you're coming flat, that to hit them at an angle, it's not a blind side. If I just push your shoulder, I can see if I clean your clock. But the guy can see, he's he can see Ethan Davies. He's trying to beat him to the spot. To me, that shouldn't be illegal blind blind side. I mean you don't see him. He can see Ethan. Matter of fact, he's checking Ethan, and he saw that is a run. He can see Ethan coming, and the, and the worst part of that call is that Kobe Pace was two people inside of the whole play. Like it's a judgment call, right? Like just like they say, it's a holding every play. It is. It's a holding every play at the line of scrimmage. It really is. But it's a judgment call. So in this, in the in the mind of the ref, he felt like if Ethan. Does not make that block or illegal hit that that dude would attack a Kobe? Heck no! That, like I ain't a ref, so I, I we Petty Hart, We might need to go to the ref school, man, because we might be wrong right here. Then the next play, we ran up the ran up the middle. So here's a play that gave a lot of people calls to pause. It was a holding when Calandra was in the end zone, and it was declined. Here's my, here. look, I'm not a home Here's my thing about that holding call. The lineman's hands was on the breastplate of the shoulder pads, meaning they usually allow linemen to grab the breastplate of the shoulder pads. It's the inside is right on your pecs. You could, like, when you shoot your hands, you could literally grab that and use it as a steering wheel and steer the guy that you're blocking any way you want to. So, um, was it was it Ty Furnace? No, 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 because Ty's on the right. It was uh they don't have who it was on. Who's out? oh shoot, shoot, shoot I just went blank. I just went blank. Help me, Patty Hawk. Who I left guard, Patty Hawk. Ah, I just went blank. Oh, Steen. Was it Blake they called it on? No, not Steen. Yeah. No. Or was it Steve. No, it was not Stevens. Who who do they call it on? I don't know. It was one of them. But I felt like they didn't hold. I felt like they didn't hold right there. I really did. Now, don't get me wrong. It's, it's flags I felt like were good calls. I really do. Like, they were legit. Like, Chico. When Chico butted, like, he can't butt the quarterback that late. Like, he did hit him. Like, the dude was so short, his face hit the quarterback's face. Um... The was it Ben Smiley when he drove the quarterback down? They call those now because we got that same call. Or did we not get that call versus Miami when Bain did it? But I didn't have an issue with those because I understand those. The flop that Buddy did on Famui was BS because we returned the favor and flopped and they didn't throw the flag. That, so when you saw our lineman flop and hit Calandria's knee and Calandra uh, fell down, when I saw the CW's review – Fumui did the same thing that lineman did. That D lineman at the the end of the play just pushed the lineman off him and the lineman fell. Our lineman. Fumui did the same thing. After the play, he pushed the lineman down, the lineman flopped, they threw the flag. That's what happened. No, no, let me, no, let me talk. Now, this is what I want to talk about. This is Petty hard. This is what I'm going to talk about. Where the hell was Corey? Corey, 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 Corey. We needed you. 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 CW, hire Corey Alexander to be a review booth master on the field for UVA football games. But I thought you said you wanted the Tony Covington. Tony Coverton ain't doing pete Tony. And he ain't running down on the field with no monitor. He on the radio. I just told you. I, remember I told you that ball. He on the radio. We need TV. Corey, they welcome with you over arms at JPJ when we we choked out Texas Southern where Shaqson was playing that. Corey, we let you into JPJ. You couldn't come to Scott Stadium, huh? You couldn't come to Scott Stadium get some overturned. Hey ref, hey. Hey, excuse me, hey, that's a flop, I'm a basketball player, that's a flop, pick that Pick that flag up, pick it up, do the right thing, Thomas Jefferson, where's the Bible quote, do the right thing, quote some scripture, come on, come on, ref, 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 come on ref, it's me, Corey, hey, it's me, come on, come on, field foreign, foreign, filth. How how do UVA have how many penalties they have in the first half ball? Get your little iPad up, look at the penalties. Let's look at the penalties. In the second quarter alone, UVA had five penalties for forty three yards. In the second quarter alone, guess how many Duke had? Zero, zero penalties. So that means UVA had how many in the in the first quarter? Three, three for thirty one. We had eight penalties to zero, and we the home team. And, and to top it all off, they coach, y'all didn't even explain to the coach why I want no safety. If it was a holding call, why I want no safety. I'ma tell you why I want no safety call, cause Calandra's, That dude would look, man. That dude won't gonna sack no Calandra, no end zone. Calandra's way on the other side. He was outside the tackle box. You know but you know the one you know the you know you know the one issue I got. Sorry, Patty Hall for cutting you off. The Ethan Davies flag reminded me of uh, the Louisville flag, and it's, it be you, it be your own people. Come on, brother. Come on, brother. Why are you throwing that flag that late? Then you gonna try to explain to Tony. Tony was like, yeah. his one thing Bronco Minnehall said that I that 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 that, that I, I I really make sure I remember. Screaming and hollering at the ref ain't never changed no rule, or talking to them after the fact ain't never changed. Like, dang, hey, let me tell you something, rough. Hey, hey, buddy. Don't be kind of try to explain to me why you 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 put the banana in the tailpipe. Don't explain to me. How you gonna You gonna try to explain. Why you explaining? You you threw the flag, you threw the flag. Come on, man. The blind side, come on, man. That was weak on Ether, man. That was weak. That was weak. That was weak. You must be colorblind. I just wanted to see sing uh Atomic Dog and and George Clinton and them. But uh back to what I was saying, man. So just as far as like offensively, we was talking about offense, right, Patty I don't know. I was talking about Corey. We need Corey Alexander paging you. Can we page you? Can you always be on call when we need to make sure the refs got it right? That's it. We not doing that, man. Shout out to Corey. Corey, you are great. This is all jokes. Ball Hawk, I love you. Ball Hawk, you soft. I told you, you soft. That man grown. He don't listen to your podcast. He's a basketball player. You're a football player. He don't listen to you. He don't listen to you. Why are you being nice to Corey Alexander? He don't care. You are a little podcaster. He's on TV calling games. They see his face. They see your face on Who Vision. Ain't nobody at the games. It was 30,000. He get millions upon millions like he's the rock. You 30,000. <laughs> hey, Ball Hawk, how you feel? <laughs> millions versus 30,000. <laughs> Matter of fact, when you on the Who Vision, everybody can such a stand. They don't even see you. <laughs> Corey got millions of people. When he tweeted, he got like thirty eight thousand folks impur- and like impressions. When you tweeted, you got three.
0: Next day, he's here. Bull, Hulk, you're down here. You aren't anybody, so don't be nice. Who cares? care about you. I do. So that's
1: why we can be mean. Okay. You done, Petty Hulk? No. I got a couple more things to say. Why are you whispering like that?
0: This is my evil voice. Like Skeletor.
1: But Skeletor didn't talk like that. But this is
0: mine. I'll get you next time, He-Man.
1: So That's the Petty Hawk version of I'll get you next time, he-man. Yes. Can you get back to your voice? All right. Now, uh, here's here's what I want to say to everybody in America. Well, hold on. Not everybody in America because this ain't a syndicated podcast. (laughs) Ball Hawk, you local. I want to say everybody in Charlottesville, Virginia. In in Virginia, I give you Ty Water because you from the Tidewater. Water. What else you think people listen to your podcast at? Man, would you hurry up? before I cut you off. This we thirty minutes in. We gotta we gotta talk about the defense too. Man, the defense did good. nobody want to talk about it. Look, we won. Ain't no breaking down no film. Matter of fact, I'm taking over this podcast. Let me tell you something, Virginia fans. We won. I don't care what you say. We won. Okay, we had a bunch of penalties. All I want, legit, this is Petty hot. I'm finishing this podcast. This don't need to be a long podcast, okay? This don't. We won. We are victorious. Victorious. We won. We got two ACC wins this year. We had one. Last year, we beat Trash Can Juice, Georgia Tech, down there in Atlanta, in a Trash Can Juice showing game. It sucked. This year, we got two quality wins versus two teams in North Carolina. Both was ranked this year. Hey, that's... That's improving, Jack. Then we beat a good Wilma Murray team and Mike London in that when nobody thought we. And jam you, ha ha! You lost. Shut up, by the waiver, ha ha ha! You got, you got Pat McAfee with the tank top on, taking his shirt off. Talking about ain't Let us in, let us in. Appalachian State was like move, trick, get out the way, close the door. <laughs> Yes, I'm laughing at y'all. Yes, I don't care. I don't care. You only lost one game. (laughs) You should have lost us too. But the the weather gods, everybody was against us and then we lost. That's what you get. If you won't, Undefeated, y'all wouldn't be crying about this waiver. You knew what you were signing up for. You signed it. That's like that's like a lady that signed a, or a man getting married, signed a prenuptial agreement, then get mad at divorce because they got a prenuptial agreement. Like where did do that at? You signed it. You signed it. Read the contract. Read the contract. The contract said it's a rule in place. The rule might be stupid. I'm with you. It might be stupid. You moving up? Why you got to be under restrictions? You should be at a disadvantage because you moving up. But you know what? You made too much noise. And then they had the audacity to come to your campus and put y'all on the, oh, we're gym You and so nice. This is our third time. We never been to Shaughnessville. You really thought Patty Hart was going to sit here and not come back at you ESPN jokers for that damn shot? You got some damn nerve. Y'all done been down to Siberia to that cold-ass Lane Stadium. In the end of the Sandman's, that's where Petty Hawk was birthed. We served Shut the Hell Up Juice dead 98. We get it. You done been to JMU three times. Salute to y'all national champions at the FCS level. Respect to y'all. But damn it, you gone too far. You took shots at Charlottesville. Why? Why? What we do to y'all? We don't do nothing to nobody, man. All we do is sip zim, wear our ties, our khakis, and chill. See? You know what happens? And then when we strike back, oh, you pussy be better than that. You pussy take the high road. We don't know the address. Okay? We lost it. We tired of taking the high road. We tired of being the bigger person. We tired of being professional. We tired of being classy. No, we getting in the mud right now. You take a shot, we coming back at you. Now, go to sleep, jam you. Don't say nothing to nobody, my friend. Okay? Okay? All right. Now, what else, Paul Hawk, did you have? Because this is Petty Hawk. I just took over this recap. This is the Petty Hawk. And make sure you put my name in the title. This is the Petty Hawk recap. Okay? Because I do numbers. When you put my name in the title, watch. We're going to compare. We're going to compare your last three episodes recaps and see if I outdo those numbers. With Petty Hall. And we going to put it on on the on the X app. Okay. Elon Musk. I need a Tesla. Okay. Thank you. Uh, Malik Washington is the best receiver in the ACC. I know the kid down there, Florida State. He good. He nice. He catch touchdown passes. But he don't show up every week. Like, who is he? We don't know what he look like every week. We know what foe look like every week. We know what foe look like every week. The last five games, 115 yards, 152, 109, 155, 112. We know who Malik Washington is. Every time we turn on a game, we see four with a hundred yards and at least eight catches. We see that. I don't know the boy from Florida State. Is he, what's his, what's his stats? Ball hawk, pull it up. Where he at? Where he at in yards? He ain't got more yards than Malachi. Keon Coleman got six hundred fifteen. He got eleven touchdowns. God day. He averages sixty yards a game. Malachi, Malachi fifth. Malachi got seven hundred twenty two. We got the we got the best duo in the ACC. Both of those dudes combined got two thousand yards receiving. Malik got one third. He got thirteen hundred and eleven yards with a game left. Oh my god, Malachi. He fifth, he got 722 yards, three touchdowns on 52 catches. Malik got almost 30 more catches than Restrepo. Restrepo got 68, Malik got 96. Malik averaged 8.6 catches a game. Malik averaged 8.7 catches a game, my bad, and 119 yards receiving. And Malachi is fifth, 65 yards a game look thirteen point nine yards per catch. This the best duo in the ACC is number four and number eight. Might be one of the best in the country. They are one of the best in the country. Ain't no might be. Defensively, again, this is Patty Hawk. Hawk, he got the day off. It's his wife's birthday when we recorded this on Sunday, November nineteenth. Happy birthday, my love. I mean, his love. My, well, it's my love too? Because we're the same person. Like I'm alter ego, so I can say my right. Yes, you can say my. All right, now back to me. Um, Cam Robinson, beast. Cam and Jonas. I think Cam caused the fumble. But Cam Robinson, you a beast, man. You a beast. You a beast. That's it. You a stud. Any more descriptives that, that could just solidify that he was a four-star and he doing the damn thing? 11 tackles, a tackle for loss, a pass breakup. Uh, Caleb Hardy had a – when I played – when Ball Hawk played – when we played arena football, we used to call what Caleb did as playing the jack. So we had a you had a Mike linebacker, a Mac, and a jack. The jack linebacker was usually a receiver who had to stay in the confines of the tackle box. And couldn't drop more than five yards back. And they had to read the eyes of the quarterback. And if quarterbacks threw the ball over the middle, shallow, they would jump up and intercept it. And that's what Caleb Hardy did. He was spying the quarterback like he was a jack linebacker in the arena football. And when that boy threw that ball and thought it was going to be complete, Caleb came out there, pluck up. Let me get that. Pluck up. That was a nice pick. Hey, man, Let me let me finish the podcast, bro. All right. Cause I don't know about you But I'm getting out of breath Doing your daggone voice What you mean Alright man you go ahead So yeah that was a great play By Caleb uh, Basically spying the quarterback and Dropping down In the hang area And um That was That was That was That was a top flight pick From Caleb Um When Jonas Punched the ball out Of the tight end When he caught his little Drag route I thought that was a Bang bang play I thought that they caught it and took a step, made a football move. That should have been a fumble. But they said that was incomplete. But it, it still showed the ball skills and the world thought that Jonas Sanker has. Jonas, if you don't know, he leads the ACC in solo tackles, and I believe he leads the nation or might be second in the nation in solo tackles. He should be first team on ACC at safety. He has like nine to ten pass breakups on the year as well. Hold on, let me look. I'll look it up right quick. I got it right here. So Jonas is number four overall in tackles because the kid from Pitt had a lot of tackles that last game. So Jonas now has 97 tackles on the season, which is fourth in the ACC. He has 65 solo tackles, which is number one in the ACC. And then pass defense, pass defending, I think Jonas has eight or nine. Th- he has ten. So Jonas has ten pass breakups to go along with his league leading 65 solo tackles. Yonas have a very good year. A very good year. Um that's about it, man. I do I do I do want to say that. Watching how Duke attacked us defensively. I saw what, you know, Coach Rudd, Bimba don't break, win third downs, of which we did in the fourth quarter. They did not convert a single third down versus us in the third quarter, which was the turning point of the game. Another time so this is another game. This is back to back games in which UVA has came out and dominated the third quarter. Louisville, they scored twenty-one points in the third. This game they scored fourteen. They won fourteen to three. Um, we were on the verge of, quote, not finishing again. And I love that Coach Elliott reminded them and was like, look, man, let's finish. Let's not do this today. Let's finish in his own way. And, uh, I, I like how Coach Elliott is actually being fluid in the way that he coaches, the way that he communicates with players. I saw he got in, he, he got in Fumui's face. Um, when Fumui got a little frustrated after he got the, uh, personal foul and kept the drive going. And then it was like a couple plays later, he threw a guy's shoe up in the air. And uh, Coach Elliott got got in him in a way of it was constructive. It wasn't like get the hell out of here. Uh, that's not needed here. But he's learned to talk to certain players. like like every player is different. In the in the old days of that blanket statement, you coach every player the same. That's false. You don't coach every player the same. You don't communicate with every player the same. Um, you 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 build a relationship and you understand how to really push their buttons in a positive way in which it's conducive and that they're receiving your receiving the information that you're providing to them. It's not babying them. It's just understanding, like, you can't talk to everybody the same. You just really can't. So he's involving in a way he communicates, and his coaches are doing the same. Um, but, yeah, defensively, man, you know, we still got that Ben, but don't break, went on third down. Um, when it's time to make a play, make a play. Um, on a big run, their running back did a good job of breaking arm tackles. I don't know if we followed the same color like we did versus Louisville. Um, I don't know if – was it Ben Smiley did – I think it was Ben Smiley. I don't know if Ben was supposed to spill it or was he supposed to stay outside, but I know Ahern went inside and tried to make a play, and Buddy bounced it outside. Um, that allowed him to break the first initial contain. And then when he cut it back, um, Chico tried to pursue him and, um, he ran through Chico's arm tackle and then outran us for that 50, I think it was 55 or 58 yard touchdown. But, um, for the most part, man, our run fits was very good. They were very good. And that's the one issue that Elko had for his Duke defense that their run fits were off. And that was a credit to our linemen. Um, getting pushed, and then our running backs doing a good job of utilizing their vision and being decisive when they cut. Um, but you know, Petty Hawk was joking, uh, well, talking tra- like talking junk about uh, Malik and Malachi. Malik is so smart, man. And the thing about Malik that makes him a very difficult cover is, is he's very patient in his route running, and he has a certain burst and balance to him. He has a low center of gravity. Like he's diminutive, but how he's built and how he, his balance is so good that he can burst you and hop jump and get out of his brakes so fast. And he has very, he's a, a natural hand catcher when he goes across the middle that he doesn't alligator arm things and he has soft hands. So you rarely hear the ball hit his hands. It's just soft. He caresses the football, you know what I'm saying? So when teams try to run those short zones, when he's the tight H or the tight S, depending on the formation, um, he does a very good job of not being rerouted, um, staying vertical, squaring up the defensive back, creating a two-way go, meaning he could go inside and outside without them knowing of not having an indicator. And when he, un- when he makes his break in the direction where he wants to go, he really accelerates away. A lot of guys, what they they do, we call they drift into the route, meaning I might be running at you full speed, and when I plant, and if I go to my right, instead of me really driving out and trying to accelerate out of my plant, I kind of just look, and I slow down some. Malik doesn't do that. He, He has a certain burst. Because a lot of defensive backs, when you run your route and you close the cushion on them, they look at Medusa. So if I'm back puddling and you're running your route and you run a say you run a slant route. You go one, two, three on your third step, boom, you're going inside fast as you can. A lot of guys, if you close their cushion, once you make your break, they want to see if the ball's coming out now. And that makes them lose a step. Receivers could do the same thing. They could come out of their break and look for the ball. And in the process of looking for the ball, they slow down. Versus we always I always always taught and I would teach young receivers when you come out of your break, get out. Separate. Make sure your arms are still pumping. Because yes, you want to look and see because quarterback good quarterbacks don't throw the ball early. So when you come out the break, the ball will be on you. But you wanna really pump out of that out of that break. Really bring that arm through. It's like tracking your start. You really wanna sweep that arm through. So Malik does a good job of that. Um, Malachi dropped the touchdown pass. That was tough, man. I was telling somebody um, in the end zone right where he dropped I was like, man, out of all receivers, that's the guy you don't expect to drop, you know, touch a touchdown pass like that. Like, in the way. he's the guy that makes those catches. And, you know, it happens. It happens. Um, and then Ethan Davies dropped the hitch and go. Loved that play call. Loved the aggressiveness. And, again, Calandria's improved. On his throws outside of numbers. He really has. I love um, the little wrinkles we have. We run our little. um, little, I call our Cavalier in type of formation. where we got two receivers stacked and as a twins and we have them spread out. So the box has to declare now because if you want to cover those two twin receivers that stacked on the numbers, you really have to take your defenders and get them out there. Um we showed, you know, a quarterback draw out of that that we started to drive with. We showed a quick screen to Malachi that we got a, a first down out of. Also another wrinkle. When we put uh Malik at that tight H and we set him in motion, we'll run inside zone, right? Basically a zone read that we can run. So we hand it off to the back. Then you could pull it and you can run Calandria Then when you run Calandria you could also, while you got Malik in motion, he orbits. Now you have a throwback to Malik, or he could just come in motion flat like he did yesterday and just, it's a it's an automatic run pass option to where when you pull from the back, you got Calandria pressing the line of scrimmage. Now that linebacker has to make a decision. Do you stop Calandria from running? Or do you take away Malik, who's in the flat? Because it's Malik in the flat, and you got a go route. Now, if you want cover two, and that corner feels like, Malik's my flat threat. Now you can throw right on the run to the dead zone to the receiver that's running the go route. So I, I like that wrinkle that um that Kitchens show man. He's been showing a lot, bro. He's been showing a lot. And I, I think fans are really appreciating that he's growing and he's getting better. Speaking of growing, salute to Will Backridge also, man. Beckeridge also um had some clutch kicks yesterday. Um, I believe he had a new career long yesterday. Forty six yard. Oh, he tied. I think his long was 40, 45, But salute to Will, man. Will's been he's been reliable. Um, and he's wearing Deshaun's number. So salute to Will, man. I love to see young men like that win. Uh but yeah, man, that's all I got, man. That that's just my recap. I thought we did a lot of a lot of very good things offensively, throwing a lot of wrinkles, making it very difficult for Duke's defense to really adjust to what we were doing. Also, it goes to show the success on first down is very important because when you could play in front of the sticks, meaning when it's second and five, second and four, you could be that much more aggressive to where you could take shots without feeling like if you don't succeed, that your back's against the wall. And that we're being more successful um, with the tush push. I think we did it for my own 49, I want to believe. It was like fourth and two and we did it. So salute salute to the coaches for just staying aggressive, not playing to lose, but playing to win. Um, I do understand late in the games it can be frustrating when when teams seem like appear that they're marching the ball down the field. But we were playing, you know, umbrella coverage, keeping everything in front of us, making uh, Duke uh, methodically move the ball down the field. They did end up scoring in the process of scoring, they had no timeouts. It was a little over a minute left. Uh, Tavon Cow did a very good job of going to get the football on the onside kick. Um, so, you know, we, we sealed the deal. That that t- If Malachi catches that, catches that touchdown, we put the game away. If um, Ethan Davies catches that hitch and go, we put the game away because we can at least get three in that situation. So, um, again, still learning, still fighting. Um, and you you got to love the trajectory in which we're we're going. This this schedule this year has been be- very very tough. Every team we've lost to this year um has a winning record. I want to say Boston College might be five hundred now. Are they six and five now? Um, you know they they lost to Pitt. Um, Virginia Tech beat the brakes off them too, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, but the schedule is like the three wins this year are far more pro. Impressive than the three wins last year. It's just it's just facts. It's just facts. The Duke and the UNC win. If we won just if we just like just say we didn't play Maryland and we just beat Duke at the at the season end of the day, we just beat Duke and UNC. Those two wins were more impressive than the three wins we had last year. Because to me those three those three wins last year weren't impressive at all. Like you're supposed to win all three of those. Like they were trash can juice Respectful. Respectfully, ODU, Richmond, and Georgia Tech Y'all were trash can juice. Y'all were We had some close games Like with the Miamis and things like that And the Syracuse That was a close game Um, This year The close games It was more close games We got the same amount of victories But these three victories are far more impressive Far more impressive Still got a good Virginia Tech team coming in um, One more win, they become bowl eligible Uh, So They found them a quarterback Defensively, their defense line, they get after it And I don't know if I'm going to have time to do um, A preview I want to try to do a preview With my big bro, Dwight Vick, who went to Virginia Tech But I don't know how to schedule This week, would it be in the holidays with, And things like that, if it could work out But Virginia Tech's a good team man. Defensively, they get out the offensively They got a quarterback that stabilizes them A dual threat guy They have some playmakers um, on the outside. It's going to be a very, very tough game. We understand they travel well, so the stadium is going to be half and half, unfortunately. You know what I mean? We just had 36. They had 61K at Lane. We know half of that 61 live right here in Charlottesville probably, so they're going to be here. So I am happy that this team can experience a lot of folks in the stadium. At the end of the day, man, when you're on the field, people in the stadium excite you. Yeah, it's nothing like your home crowd, but just cheers and loudness is what you want. And it still got loud last night. I ain't going to lie. It got loud. You could tell it was only like 30,000 30, in there. But, hey, man, it is what it is. I understand how the, how the, how the business works. I'm not casting aspersions of anybody that wasn't there. Um, as long as you love the Hoos, man, um, hopefully we could get you to come back. To the to Scott Stadium and, and the Jordan in person, man. We just gotta continue to fight, continue to finish, and, and get more wins. So that's all I got for y'all, man. You know the model of goods, the enemy are great. Be great in everything that you do. Never let nobody tell you you can't do what you set your mind out to do. Make sure you subscribe to the Ball Hawk Show podcast. Share the podcast. If you got any questions, um when I share this on the X app or on the Saber, shout out to my dog Chris right at the Saber. Um just leave a comment, man, and um I interact. Follow me on on Twitter at I am Ball Hawk, Instagram at I am Ball Hawk And Amad Hawkins on Facebook man But until next time ah, Ball Hawk we out of here Hey Corey No 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 Ball Hawk, you ain't slick Corey When you get done with interacting With all your millions upon millions Of viewers who see you on TV Tell Ball Hawk You ain't worried about him Being respectful to you Because you don't listen to little people Ha <laughs> ha Hey man we whoa brother how you gonna take a shot at me at the end of the podcast because that's what i do petty hawk says know your role and shut your mouth ball hawk we out of here thank you for
0: listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for b-l-e-a-v on youtube